The first trip of the season coming up for the New York Red Bulls as they head to Florida for preseason. On this week's episode of Red Bull Weekly, Connor Laid and I talk about the expectations for the team and the experience of being away. This is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. It is time for episode number two of Red Bulls Weekly. Another week of preseason has come and gone, which inches us another week closer to the start of the 2021 Major League Soccer season. I'm Matt Harmon. He, of course, is Connor Laid. We are your crew for the weekly podcast, Red Bulls Weekly, here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network, across some of our social media and digital platforms. Connor, good to be back with you. We're looking forward to next week's starting guests, but I'm excited to have another week of just you and I um, get getting this show back up and going. It was nice after we put the first uh, episode out last week. We heard back from some of the fans, and again, we're encouraging people all during the course of the season, if they've got any comments, questions, things that they want to know about, hear from us uh, to let us know. But, you know, even, even dropping that first podcast episode last week it, it was nice to just hear from some people absolutely yeah it's uh it's nice to get some feedback from the fans uh you know hear some of the topics they want to hear about um now obviously great to you know be talking to you matt uh i'm excited uh to have another week with you you know we get some time to ourselves a little bit and then excited to see what kind of guests we can bring in moving forward um but yeah obviously encouraging the fans to let us know what you want to hear about, who you want to hear from, and uh, we'll do our best to make it happen. You know, you've become a real key part of this podcast, especially early on in the preseason, not just as a co-host, but right now you're kind of like the man on the inside. I'm thinking of, you know, you're going to cover things. I'm so used to being able to go up to training whenever I, whenever I want to, um, you know, some regularity once, twice a week, especially during the course of the preseason. In a way, you almost feel so cut out of the loop. And and listen, I'm not indicating that you're there every day, but you've had a little bit of engagement um, with the players, with the team, catch a training session here or there. You know, now I'd say a couple a couple weeks in, what, what have you seen that's maybe jumped out at you? Yeah, uh, I think after a long 2020 of not being able to be around the facility at all, see the guys in person, you know, aside from maybe a handful of times during 2020, I think – Actually, getting to be on site again is nice. Uh, kind of take that temperature and gauge what's going on around the facility. Obviously, a brand new refresh to the facility, so we can touch on that a little bit. It uh, looks a little different than when I was there. Um, but I think it, there's a really great energy around the guys, around the staff. Um, everyone's very excited to be there, obviously, like we talked about last week. But you can tell that things are ramping up right now um, just by watching limited you know, sections of the session, the intensity has been very, very high. And I know that's something that Gerhard obviously is wanting to instill in the identity of the team, having, you know, competitive uh, training sessions, which will in turn lead to, lead to success during matches. So I feel like you've got a lot of young guys there right now. And obviously there's not a, a full roster because we're still waiting on some guys to come in, but the hunger is there. I can see guys are battling, guys are fighting. 
you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of good things, which is important early on in preseason. You know, I think the, the biggest thing that, uh, you know, even talking to some guys around the training facility is that how fit the guys came in. And that's massive. You know, you don't want to play catch up coming into a preseason, having to, you know, run guys uh, all the time. I, I, I've seen some, you know, some fitness they've been doing and the guys have been flying. So that's something to build on. And you can just really focus on uh, the keys that, you know, you're looking to instill in the guys going into 2021 on the field. So I think, you know, having having that baseline of the fitness is huge. Um, you know, obviously heading into Florida, this is going to be a massive camp like we talked about. Hopefully going to be able to add a couple more guys in. And, uh, yeah, I think they're all chomping at the bit to finally get some games in after a long period without any. You know, that that is interesting, Connor, on, on a lot of levels and a lot to unpack with that answer um, that you just took us through. First and foremost, you mentioned the trip coming up to Florida, um, which has always been the first preseason trip, at least over the last couple of years. It's been Florida, go down, get acclimated, uh, then normally head to Arizona for that real preseason kind of game type uh, camp Th- this year because of the way the schedule has turned out now it's it's pretty much Florida and you're going down there you you look at at least the way the schedule is posted right now you'll see Nashville you'll see Miami FC and then you'll see a split squad against Inter Miami and Tampa Bay um, on March 24th 27th and and April 3rd so now you know I I know there was an inter squad scrimmage the other day but now when you're down in Florida it becomes the idea of you know, not just through training, but now in games, can you open the eyes of the coaching staff, right? Absolutely. Yeah, this is this is the time where it's important. And I think it, for a lot of guys who are used to that normal flow of preseason, they you have to recalibrate things a little bit. You know, you've had your time here, which is, you know, probably the, the best uh, representation of the Florida camp, which is in Jersey. And now you're going into that Arizona phase where you're getting into those important preseason games. And really the only uh games that the coaches will have you know to be able to see you before heading into their regular season so i think it's going to be a massive opportunity for a lot of these players you know all the all the guy the new guys being brought in trying to make a statement trying to prove why they should be in the game day roster heading into april 17th i think um you know for the existing guys um you know again it's a huge opportunity for them to you know like i said last week you you know, a big opportunity for uh, leadership, you know, and they've got something to prove as well. You know, I think with a, new, a relatively new group and a chunk of guys coming back, there's a lot to prove for every single guy in this roster and no one's really safe right now. And so I think uh, that is exciting. Uh, there's a lot of positions on the field that are going to be up for grabs. And I think, uh, you know, the only thing I'm disappointed about, we probably won't be able to see many of these games. And so I think that's going to be tough. But uh, it will lead to some surprises coming into the season. You know, think about it, Connor, from that player perspective. Um, you've you've been and gone through a preseason camp at IMG, uh, great facility down on the west side of Florida. Um, and I and I do think to myself, the last time that Red Bull was there, or at least one of the last couple of times that they were there, I was down there as well. Um, and, and it's very it's very closed off and maybe in today's world, that's exactly what you need. Um, But I'd have to think, you know, even the normal interaction that would go on between some of the other teams that are going to be there, that's probably going to be so different, right? I mean, not only are our players going to have to get in a way, and I know there was the bubble last year down in Orlando and there were some away games last season. 
Um, but I would think here in 2021, it's almost as if everyone's going to need a little bit of a refresher, what it's like to be around other teams and other people. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, uh, especially for guys who are, uh, you know, friendly with other guys on different teams, you have to, you know, get back to that 2020 mentality where you're cut off from everyone. You're, you're down there to do one thing. And I think that's, like you said, it's a perfect place to go if you want to be kind of isolated. Um, you know, there's not too much going on outside of uh, IMG that can really lure the players away. So I think it's a perfect place to bring them right now in this climate. And uh, really, it's a it's a great place for them just to really get down to business. This is going to be, uh, you know, it's I feel like it's tough because preseason now having it at home, there's some outside distractions. You know, either you have your family or friends. Obviously, the players uh, are being smart, but you still don't necessarily have their full attention at all hours of the day. So heading into Florida, this is huge for Gerhard because you get your team on site at really all hours of the day. And so I think, uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, it will be their first preseason, you know, within this COVID landscape. So, uh, yeah, we're just hoping that everything goes smooth down there and we can get back uh, here and get started with the 2021 season. You know, Connor, as your major league soccer career, uh, when you started, I'll say as a, as a young guy and you finished as a veteran, in between there, you add things like a marriage, a wife, a family. Uh, for, for the, uh, I, I guess my question would be, who's it harder for to be down at a preseason camp? Is it harder for veteran guys who might have family back up here in the metro area or is it harder maybe – for some of the younger players who in a way might not have that connection, but they also might not be used to being on their own for this long, long of a time. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think if you ask my wife, I think she'd tell you exactly who it's harder on. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult for guys with families. I think right now, especially more than ever, you could tell last year, uh, you know, the types of things that these players had to go through, you know, leaving their families, going into an, unsure environment, even though the MLS did such a great job of giving them the best possible place to, you know, be safe and, uh, you know, come back unaffected. Um, but I think for, for the young guys, as much as it is, you know, maybe a, a, a different experience for them, I think that's one that's needed, uh, you know, to get out of their comfort zone. Um, especially, you know, for me as a, as a young player, it was that first preseason was so important, you know, to, to figure out what it is to be a pro, you know, picking the brains around everyone around you and being a sponge, trying to soak up as much information as you can, because there's so, so much great wisdom. And I think, uh, you know, we got some great leaders on this team that I know will do a great job with these players, but for those older guys, I'm sure it's going to be very tough leaving their families again. And I'm sure their families aren't very thrilled with, uh, you know, being away for them for a little bit longer. You know, how, however long the, the team is down there, um, you know, you mentioned that immediate area, maybe not like you're not in South Beach where you have the lure of going out all the time or, um, you know, but I mean, listen, you could always find something to go out and do um, as as important as things are on the field with the soccer aspect of it. Just as important for players to maybe have that day off, go out, bond, connect and have that time where you're coming together as a team off the field in addition to on the field? I think it's massive. I think, you know, if not equally important, um, because if you look around, you know, the best 
teams that in my experience that I've played with has been the ones where you have that time to, you know, gel together and maybe, you know, get into not necessarily some trouble together, but just go and just have, you know, some time to learn about one another, uh, you know, what their likes, dislikes are and connect on a, a different level than, you know, playing together. And so I think that is massively important for every team and those off days I'm sure are going to be spent, uh, you know, getting to know one another. I'm sure they'll have some different things planned, but um, I think it's arguably equally as important as what goes on in the field because that, you know, uh, chemistry that is built off the field carries on in the field. And so I think that's, you know, for any team, any sport, I think it's so, so important to have those moments to really connect with those guys around you. So on the field, you, you know, even build a deeper level of trust. Am I remembering correctly that on off days, do I, do I recall you, Luis, always looking for a golf course or, or am I hearkening back to something that's, that's, that's fuzzy in my memory? No, you're, you're right there. I think we, uh, we had a group of guys that definitely, uh, like to sniff out a golf course wherever we were and we'd be thrilled when there was one on site wherever we'd stayed and so you know for me that was uh, a place i like to enjoy you know shut off the brain a little bit go and uh, get frustrated on the course um so i think that's uh something i love to do and louise and we had a great group of guys you know sasha grella sal uh you know and even the new guy or the the team now there's uh there's a group of golfers on there so i'm sure they'll get into something um but yeah, that's that's just one of the many things we enjoyed to do off the field and something that made preseason fun and, you know, get to get a little bit of escape and maybe not get yelled at for golfing. So that was it's always nice. And and just the sporting part of it. Right. I mean, there was no trash talk, money exchange. There was not none of that that would take place. Right. Matt, we're stand up guys. You know, we never, never any money uh, took place on there. It's it's all for good fun. Um, you know, definitely. Uh, no, no, no beers or anything like that. We're, we're all professionals in preseason and uh, we want to make sure that we're focused the whole, you know, on and off the field. <laughs> well, I, I would love to be able to have everybody that, that listens to us ha uh, have the visual part of that because your facial expression pretty much said, uh, I'm going to give the answer, but this is pretty sarcastic. You, you're, you're forgetting that at times I saw players, um, the older players, in fact, take advantage of some of the younger guys with some card games waiting in airports. Um, so, I mean, listen, everybody knows that kind of stuff goes on and that, and, and, and isn't that all part of the fun, Connor? I mean, when you, when you do things like that, I mean, I, I can remember for years, the, the talk um, again, different type of the di different type of season, uh, but talking about like putting things together for the fantasy football draft that you guys as a, as a team were always involved in. I mean, that, that stuff is, is all so important. A hundred percent. And I think that's, that's something that I, one of the biggest things that I miss the most is that camaraderie off the field and, uh, you know, planning different things, whether that's, yeah, that are getting our fantasy football draft order, get, uh, ready during the year. And, uh, you know, the banter that goes along with it, uh, like you mentioned, kind of, uh, some of the rookie initiations that you have, you know, having those guys sing and tell jokes, you know, having to get up in front of the room um, and have everyone laugh at them. And sometimes you're very surprised. And I've, I hear that, you know, this year we've had some, some guys maybe at the end of the year that had uh, had some very, very good performances. So I think they shocked a couple of people, but I think, uh, yeah, that off the field stuff is something that I miss the most. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, that you, you can't replicate that. And it's something that you just have to be, you know, have to experience. I think, you know, some of the trips we would take in Arizona and we'd load a van full of guys and just go out to dinner and, you know, you have the rookies in the back and you're turning up the heat on them and, you know, they're, they're saying it's way too hot back here and you're just pretending not to hear them. I think these are the little things that, that make preseason fun and get, uh, you're able to bond with these guys. So I think that's, uh, something that I definitely miss. Connor, you mentioned uh, a little bit of a refresh over at the training facility, um, which which isn't all that out of the norm. I mean, every couple of years, things probably get rebranded, refreshed, kind of redone, give a new look on something. Um, and, and I think from a player perspective, that maybe makes it feel like you're just not walking into the same building every day, day in and day out. I mean, clearly you can't do things like that on a yearly basis, but if it's, but if it's every couple of years, it makes everything kind of fresh, fun, and, and almost exciting. Like you're in a new place. Yeah. I think you nailed it there. I think that's, uh, it's symbolic of kind of this year. It's, you know, a fresh slate. And I think, uh, you know, having that refresh over the facility is awesome. You know, I haven't been able to see it firsthand. You know, I live right around the corner. So I'd pop by when I heard it was getting done and drive by a little bit, see what's going on there. And they did a really great job. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, a lot of the, you know, pictures and things, you know, former players, you know, you'd see it even last year. You know, a lot of these players who are hanging on the walls aren't even there anymore. And so when they actually came down to – removing some of these pictures, I, I did my best to collect them all so I can be sharing them with, you know, my former teammates and our alumni. So that's something I've got a full trunk load of pictures right now that I'll be slowly dispersing to these guys, um, you know, thanking them for their time here. And there's some really cool stuff, but I think for the new guys and for the guys, you know, who have been there, it's a clean start. It's a fresh slate. And, you know, I think it's it's almost uh, something you don't even think about throughout the day walking in there. It's like you see these old pictures and maybe uh, old moments from the club, but I think it's it's to walk in there and you don't even think about it, but it's symbolic of a clean slate. And I'm excited to see, uh, you know, how these guys enjoy the new facility, but especially how they do this year. You know, Connor, it's interesting that you talk about collecting things and then making sure that they in a way go back to the players that at one time hung on the wall um at the training facility the arena places like that you know you know you being you i know you would do that regardless of your role but in essence you're describing part of your job for the team right the player alumni relation part so hey you can pick up the phone and say you know wh whoever it might be i have this picture next time you're in town let me make sure that you get it so that players that played with the club and, and really did make their mark here, they're still connected to what Red Bull New York is doing. Yeah. And that's, you know, one of the biggest parts in my role that something I want to accomplish is thanking these guys for their service to the club, you know, regardless of how they left, maybe if it's, you know, d different circumstances, I think it's, it's important to honor our history and these guys are a massive part of that and help the club achieve some great moments. And, you know, I, maybe uh, for the guys that are still playing, uh, you know, when they're coming back to Red Bull Arena, maybe I'll be able to sneak a couple of these pictures to them. But, you know, maybe if we actually, uh, if they beat us, I'm going to stick them with a six by six canvas and they'll be, it'll be on them to transport it back to their respective city. So 
if 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 we win, maybe I'll I'll ship it to them. But I think uh, yeah, it, it's it's big, and it's something definitely in my role that that's something that I want to do. And uh, you know, I think it, it's also a great uh, opportunity to connect with some guys that maybe I haven't spoken to in a long time and uh, catch up with them and see uh, see how they're doing. Red Bull Weekly here, episode number two. Matt Harmon, Connor Laid will carry you through the entire uh, part of the season. Tons of guests and a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, but Connor and I kind of reflecting on the preseason start of things for this New York Red Bull team. Connor, want to change gears a little bit. And, and this is something we didn't really get a chance to spend time with, um, at, at least right now, as you and I record, the first two games of the season have been announced. The home opener, uh, which will be the first game of the season, Saturday, April 17th at Red Bull Arena with Sporting Kansas City coming in. And then the following week on a Sunday, New York will be the home opener uh, for the LA Galaxy, two of the original teams of Major League Soccer, a 5.30 game on the 25th of April. I, I know for me, from a media perspective and as a fan perspective, I'm always excited to see the schedule start to come out. Is it the same for the players? Like, did, did they even realize, hey, we're back at home on the 17th? Or are they so ingrained with what preseason is right now that that, that kind of stuff maybe doesn't have the same impact? No, I think I think they're all very well aware of the opposition. You know, they're they're waiting just as much as we are to see who they're playing that first game. I think for me as a player, uh, I visually be able to kind of see, you know, picture myself in that moment. You know, you're you're studying what that team is doing uh, throughout preseason now that you know exactly who they're who you're playing. And I feel like it even for the coaching staff, it's you start to fine tune things a little bit because you want to you want to hit the ground running. You want to make a big statement in that first game, and you know to have Kansas City on tap, it's it's going to be a big test. Uh, I think it's those games are always so exciting playing against Kansas City. I think you know not necessarily the same style, but a lot of things that we do they pride themselves on as well. And it all it's always a battle against those guys. And I think for the players, you you want to know what you're getting into. Uh, you know, you you want to visualize that, like I said. And um, you know, I think this is gonna be a great team to really test yourself on. It would be a great measuring tool to see where you are um and kind of where you need to go. And I think uh, you know, Kansas City obviously is a is a very good team. I was I think last year we we it was the first time in a long time we hadn't played them. And so it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting first game of the match. And to have fans back at Red Bull Arena, I think that's going to be incredible. Um, I'm sure they're all very excited with uh, not only be able to be back in the building, but have a great matchup like Kansas City. You know, and Connor, I think of, of, of so many of the new players that are part of the roster, uh, not just having the opportunity to play at home in week one, but I almost was thinking of it from a week two perspective. You've got a lot of guys that are just getting acclimated to Major League Soccer, to the New York, New Jersey metro area, which of course is such a hub here in the United States. And then the first away game that they play, you know, you're not going to Philly or New York City or DC or, you know, all great games, but it's a it's a train ride. It's a it's a bus ride. You're taking and you're going all the way across the country to, you know, if, if you think of the United States, what what two cities do most people know about? It would be New York in this area, or probably Los Angeles and the West Coast. So right from the jump, new guys with the team and within Major League Soccer, they're going to see two of the biggest environments um, from from the standpoint of of what MLS is all about. Hundred percent, and I think yeah, 
doesn't get any easier after sporting. You know, I think going into LA Galaxy, uh, you know, not not only the market that you just mentioned, but also kind of the new start that they're having as well under Greg Vaney. I think it's it's going to be very very interesting. You know, a, a club that's hungry that you know, is, is not happy with the past couple of years and they're going to clearly want to make a statement this year as well. So if you're going to put, you know, uh, yourself up against these two teams, you have to come ready to play. And we know that this Red Bull team is young, it's hungry. And I think uh, you have to go into these two games with no fear and just absolutely go after it. And that's, so I think, I, I think you couldn't really pick two better teams to start off the year against, you know, especially uh, teams you haven't played in years. It's, it's going to be, very interesting because you haven't seen each other. You don't know what to expect. Uh, especially this Red Bull team, you're you're flying under the radar a little bit, and teams are not quite sure what to expect out of you. So I think it's going to be a great opportunity for them to come out, make a statement, and get two big wins to start 2021. Connor, let me ask you this question, and and as we as you've mentioned, I've mentioned, um, and and I think it's pretty apparent to anyone who follows the team. It's a young roster with a lot of. Uh, question marks coming in. So so to your point, even from earlier in the episode, how important is it in these early days of preseason and even in the trip in Florida that um, the, the veteran players, which at the end of your career you were, so take a Sean Davis, an Aaron Long, a Danny Royer, and then maybe even that next phase underneath, a Brian White, a Tom Barlow, um, a Ryan Mara, who's been with the team for so long, how important is it for those older veteran players to now start to mentor the younger players underneath? It's absolutely crucial. Um, and it's something that they've, you know, that work has already started. Um, you know, I think all of those guys that you mentioned took such a big jump in 2020 with mentoring, you know, young guys and really making this team their own. And so I think this is only going to be another continuation of it. Um, especially with really an even younger team now, um, it, their roles are so important, not only off the, on the field, but especially off the field. And, you know, what they can do to help speed up the process for these, these young guys coming in um, is going to be huge. And I, I think the, the best part about this team is, you know, a lot of these young guys that are coming in have a lot of top level experience. And so I think with, you know, it, you almost have to shift your, your mentality when you're talking to, you know, maybe a, a Tom Edwards or a Andrew Gutman or a Cameron Harper, than you know, talking to a Bento Estrella or like a, a player like that. I think it's, you know, have, bringing in young guys that are hungry, ambitious, but also have top level experience is huge because they can, you know, they can hit the ground running. You know, you already have a baseline of experience with them that you just really have to catch them up to speed with the identity of the club, maybe some of the characteristics of how we play and really our system and our style of play. So I think it's exciting. And the guys from what I've seen from, you know, Aaron, Sean, Ryan, these guys, like you mentioned, it, it they've done such a great job and they're just going to continue to get better and better in their mentoring roles. When you think of it, Connor, let, let's finish with, with a question or two here. Um, last year, obviously a strange year for everyone. With COVID in 2020, Columbus winds up being the Major League Soccer team at the end holding the trophy. 
do players pay attention to all of the moves during the course of the offseason? Like, is, is everybody walking in this year saying, hey, we know Columbus won. This is what they've done. Uh, you look at some moves that maybe a Philadelphia or New York City or a D.C. Like, is there that engagement that players are aware what what other teams are doing during the course of the offseason? Absolutely. And if you ask them and they say that they're not, I think they're lying to you. I think it's you absolutely know what's going on. Uh, especially in teams in the East. I think, you know, maybe you can get away with maybe not being so caught up with what's going on in the West, but I think with the East, I think you're definitely very well aware of what's going on. And you mentioned Columbus, you know, had an incredible year last year, winning an MLS Cup and, you know, brought in some familiar faces that, you know, that we are well aware of, you know, bringing Bradley in, uh, you know, that I think they have done a great job with getting their roster ready for to make another run in 2021. And they're going to be a tough team to beat. You know, if you look at that roster top to bottom, it's one of, it's it's arguably the one of the top rosters in the league. And so I think um, it's going to be another great team for this team to measure themselves against. Um, but I think it's uh, it, definitely impressive. You know, with some of the players that they have been able to add, and you know, speaks to their club and their culture. And I think it's uh, a very exciting prospect for this Red Bull team to, to measure themselves against. Well, a couple of things off that. Um, when we have the opportunity coming up before the start of the regular season, we will spend some more time kind of bouncing around uh, some of the other teams, especially those in the East. Second, when we start getting players on and I ask them that question, are you paying attention to what other teams are doing? And when somebody says no, I, I would prefer that you say you're lying. I know that you're doing it rather than me. Oh, Matt, I got you. No worries. I, I'll put a fine system in place for sure because I know that they're following this. So we'll start off with a, a an easy $50 fine if they say no. All right. We can put it into like what, a, a general fund? We'll put it into a general fund and maybe we'll have a, a podcast outing at the end of the year. How about that? That sounds fantastic. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, Connor, appreciate your time here again this week. Look forward to um, start starting next week, starting to implementing some guests, getting some takes on uh, players, coaches, staff, um, so that we know kind of exactly what's going on, especially in this world. I will say it of people in, in a way so desperate for um, – soccer and the Red Bulls to get back up and playing with this extended long off season. Um, so you and I are just trying to do our little piece, give, give some content and give some context. Uh, but next week, I think we start to put it in another direction and really be able to uh, be able to bring the fans, the, the excitement that they're looking forward to as the, as the start of the season um, now, essentially about a month away. Absolutely. I'm excited. Uh, excited to see what kind of guys we're going to bring in here. Um, have some fun with them and hopefully we'll have uh, a nice little adding for ourselves at the end. Cause we want some of that uh, fine money, but no, always a pleasure, Matt. And uh, excited to talk again next week. Remember player relations. You're going to be responsible. Type the paper up, hang it in the locker room. When you are a guest on the podcast, these are the things that you need to make sure or you will be fined. Uh, it, he is Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. We are looking forward to doing this each and every week. Our thanks, as always, to Gordon Stevenson, our technical guru. We will see you next week. Looking forward to that. Until then, enjoy uh, all the latest news and content, NewYorkRedBulls.com. <laughs>